episode of On The Mark Sports Talk uh, with your host, Mark with a C. Yeah, that's how Hi, I spell it. If you use a K, no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, this is our 197th show. And the remarkable thing about that, it's in 197 consecutive weeks. Wow. You cannot do better than that. You really can't. Well, I'd like to say Kanahara about all that. That's pretty cool. Yes. Well, if you do two shows in a week, you could do better, I guess. <laughs> I'd like to welcome our panel of sports experts back with us again for another week. And how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Yeah. Hey, good. how are you? How are you, Mark? Uh, I got some stories. Uh, <laughs> we're now exactly good. four weeks away from our milestone 200th show. Next week, be on hand, and we're going to decide exactly what to do for number 200 to be as, as special as it can. Three weeks, not four. Three. Yeah, three more shows. Let me see. 98, 99. That's right. In three weeks. Oh, the third one. What do they, what do they say? My bad. <laughs> it's four weeks. Not a math teacher. February 29th. What's the fourth it's, week? It's uh, uh, one, two, three weeks. Eight, 99, three weeks from today. 200. For those of you who ordered the uh, the T-shirts, I got a text today. They'll be ready next week. So as soon as I get them, if you live far away, I will mail them to you. And of course, please, when you get them, just text me or email me that you got it. And for those who live close, I'll do my uh, impersonation of a um, Amazon delivery driver. I'll come by. I'll just throw it out to you. <laughs> Your job to come out and get it. I hope that uh, hope that works out fine, and and you could guys go wear it on the the two hundred show for those who didn't buy a shirt, make believe. I got a I got a funny story, and I I, I wrote it in my notes here. It's going to be a quick story. I start writing, and I, I I write the way I talk, or I I write the way I talk, so it's a little longer. So bear with me, and I, I want to ask your opinion if this ever happened to you. Sunday. My wife and I had many errands, lots in and outs uh, of my new, what's four months old, 2024 Toyota Corolla. I love errands, so I don't mind doing it. We basically finished our last errand. Uh, and as I go to buckle my seatbelt, it wouldn't snap in. No, you know, you sneak over your, over your thing, snap, and you're good, right? Mine would not snap in. I tried, I tried, I tried three or four times, and finally, yes, it went in. All right. Don't know what the heck happened, okay? Uh, but before we go home, I needed some gas in the car, so I had to stop again at the gas station, which is close to my house. 
Got back in the car, and once again, the seatbelt would not snap into place. All my tryings were to no avail. Uh, so I said, you know, let me th let's just drive home. I'll investigate when I get home. Uh, I was going to drive without the seatbelt. Uh -uh. And, you know, like, think back to the days when there, when there were always seatbelts, but it wasn't mandatory. Remember those days when it wasn't yeah. mandatory? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you wore them or not. I did not. It took me a while to get I remember when there were no seatbelts. Wow. Well, well you're right. really old. I think it's 1960s, <laughs> something like that. But uh, okay. no so I, I just I just took it and just wrapped it around. It looked like I was wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> I said, cop was looking, but I know it wasn't uh, going to be good. Uh, so uh, I got home. I took a flashlight, looked in the little, you know, the, the little uh, thing where the seatbelt goes into. You look in there, you look in there. You know, I was looking like I knew what I was going. What I, what I looked in there as if I knew what I was looking for. I didn't see anything. So I said, you know what? Uh, I'm not a dentist. I couldn't see. <laughs> so I said, I, I'll have to go to Toyota tomorrow. They should fix this in no time. So the next day, I go to Toyota without an appointment, and they took me. I mean, right away, oh, my, my God, Mr. Gold, how could you have a brand-new car? I never heard of a brand-new car having this issue. Get out of the car. We'll take care of it. Should be no problem. So I sat in the, um, the waiting room, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, 40 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Over an hour. Finally. The maintenance person comes out and says, she calls me over like this, Mr. Gold. Okay, I'm ready to go, right? Well, you know, it's broken. I, I know it's broken. <laughs> uh, they were unable to fix it. They, we have to order a part. Right? Wow. And the part should be in tomorrow. So I say, what do you want me to do? I mean, she says, do what you've been doing. I say, I've been wrapping it around my neck. And sometimes you try this one time. Take that seatbelt, the, the strap, and wrap it around your neck. <laughs> it's sharp. It's it's like the edge is like digging into your throat. They didn't offer you a loaner. That's no. what I was thinking. No. No. Yeah. They should I have. Back home from there. Uh, Certainly should so, have. So uh, I, 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 I go home. How'd you and get home? I always have errands to do. With a call like that. And of course, it wasn't safe. I wasn't stopping the cop. And I was driving slower than usual. So the next day, I get up. I have a doctor's appointment. I go to the doctor. And as I'm coming out, I get a phone call. Yeah, it's the maintenance lady who I had yesterday. The part came in. In the car. Right. So I drive back to the to Toyota. I give them the car. And uh, how long is it going to take? I think you can think about that that piece, that piece. That's all they're going to do is take one off and put one on. I sat there for two and a half hours. At the oh, no. I don't know what the hell they were doing. Maybe he had a guy first day in a job. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but finally, they, uh, <laughs> they, they, they come out and they said, yes, your, your car is all fixed. And sure enough, it was all fixed. So two and a half hours of that. Okay, now I, I thought that was going to be the end of the story. Oh, no. But today, 
today okay. I had to add to my notes that I wrote. Again, I'm doing errands, and my, my errands are unbelievable. Six or seven times in and out of the car. Yeah, the seatbelt is working fine. And now I get back in my car. I still have a few more things to do. And as soon as I sit down in my seat, the driver's seat, I hear pop. Mm. My trunk opened up. <laughs> the hell is that? <laughs> so uh, I am going to go back to the car, slam it shut, get back in the car. I get back in the car, get ready again. to do this, and the trunk opens again. Oh. <laughs> You got a lemon. Like a comedy route. It's like an Abbott and Costello comedy yeah, yeah, route. Right, right. It has to be. a lemon, Mark. Okay? Yeah, yes, no. I get I Before I get back out of the car, yeah. I'm looking. Maybe my leg smacked against something coming in you know, the uh, the button to yeah. 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 looking for something. Yeah. What the hell did yeah. I touch for the trunk to open up? I go back. I slam it shut. Back in the car, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, maybe I'm on, I'm on candid camera or something. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. What would you thinking, do, right? This is I'm really sure. funny. But I'm, I said, wow, what is this? Well, sure enough, I get back in the car again, and again it pops open three times. <laughs> three times it opens up. What the hell the is going on? Lock. That's weird. And then I say, you know what? I have a fob. Right. Maybe the fob yeah, which is kidding. in my pocket mm -hmm. at a certain angle yeah. as I sat down. It's, it's triggering it. like a butt That dial. was my like hypothesis. You were right, Mark. That's what happened. And that's what happened. That's what, and that's what happened. Did, right? I took it out. I put it on the, uh, the seat next to me, and I, it didn't do it again. Uh, now you know. <laughs> is that funny? It's called a Anybody have trouble. anything like that ever in their life? No. Roger, you no. had a story like that? <laughs> no. What's that mean? Tell us why you didn't get a loaner right off the bat. Yeah, that's not yeah, yeah. Because I could drive the car with the, the seat. No, I just I, no. It made a mark on my neck. <laughs> Try it's it one time. You'll see the, the strap. It goes right on your neck if you're putting it across. Hey, should have given you me a Should have given me a loaner. But they did that's my story for the week. All right, Gerald, let's go on to some sports personality of the week. And tell, oh, by the way, you're sponsored this week by Mouthwash. <laughs> Listerine. Is that a gentle hint? <clears throat> what you got? Gold. Okay. Today, my biography is on Barry David Sanders. Sanders. Or Barry Sanders. I'm first going to go over some football accomplishments and then go over some aspects of his life. He was an NFL most valuable player, 10 times Pro Bowl, Heisman Trophy, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, NFL 100th anniversary team. He averaged five yards per carry among the all-time leaders versus, say, Jim Brown, who averaged 5.2 yards. And germane to that... His father, maybe this was a motivational tool his father was trying to use, but his father used to tell him, "You remember, you know Jim Brown. I guess that's tough love. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, he was also two times NFL Offensive Player of the Year. In, in, this is interesting. In youth leagues, 
He played basketball and football. He never played basketball in high school or college. So I submit to you in watching uh, uh, films and seeing him, there is, there is a video on his 50, 50, is 50 great plays, running plays. And I submit to you, I was thinking about this the other day, a lot of the things that a backcourt man can do in basketball is translatable to a running back. Uh, changing speeds, uh, shoulder fakes, head fakes, um, changing direction quickly. I thought that was kind of interesting. I think actually basketball helped him a lot. He loved basketball just as much as he loved football. Um, as a junior at o Oklahoma State, he compiled what is believed to be the best offensive season in college football history in 11 games. He rushed for 2,628 yards with 37 touchdowns in 11 games. Kind of remarkable. In 1987, uh, at Oklahoma State, he led the country in yards for kickoff return 31.6, while rushing for 603 yards and scoring nine rushing touchdowns in 11 games. He was ranked by some number one on the list of the greatest players to never appear in the Super Bowl. He, this is this is amazing. He was only five feet eight inches tall. He weighed about two hundred pounds, and a number of coaches, including his high school coach, were a little bit skeptical about him being a running back. In fact, in high school, he didn't become a running back until his senior year. So, before declaring for the NFL draft, he had a pro workout day, and it was legendary. He did a one-arm pull-up. He did the 40-yard dash in 4.2 seconds. Bench pressed 225 pounds 27 times and had a 40 and had a 44-inch vertical leap. I guess like Gene Kelly. Um, so think about that. He was 5'8 and 200 pounds and was able to 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 uh for example, bench press 225 pounds in 20, 27 times. I think that's kind of remarkable. Uh, he was he was somewhat of an of an enigma. Uh, he was not available to the press. He promised uh, people, uh, sports people, uh, uh, interviews. He didn't show up for the interviews. Uh, he claims he wasn't shy. It was just uh, his way of doing things. Um, Kind of a remarkable athlete. Um, and, and again, I highly recommend that you look at the 50 greatest plays of Barry Sanders on video, which is available on the Internet. Uh, and just just to, to repeat, his father, uh, he, he had 10 brothers and sisters, and his father was a real tough guy. Could you imagine saying to your son, remember, you know Jim Brown. I thought that was kind of remarkable. And that concludes my short and brief biography of the great, 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 great Barry Sanders. Thank you. Okay. Anybody want to comment on uh, Barry Sanders? All right, Mike. Who was his quarterback, Jerry? Was it Milk Plum? No. He was, Milk Plum no. was way before. He was in the 50s. You know, I can't remember, but it wasn't Milk Plum. We could look that up. Who was who was there around that time? Eric Kramer, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. 
Eric Kramer. Quarterback. All right. Thank you. Uh, nobody else wants to comment. Nice story about the great uh, Barry Sanders. Okay. Will you rate him in the top 10 of all time? I would. I would. If you sat down and read 10 guys. Yeah, probably. I would. Yeah. I think I think Mitchell was the quarterback at least part of the time he was uh, running back. Mitchell? The lefty, right? What's, what's Mitchell's first name? Oh, John. <laughs> I don't mind. Not important. Okay. Thank you for that. Let's move on. Thank you for Barry Sanders. Milton. All right. I, I love your attics. I got from the, this is from my Yankee Stadium clubhouse room. I hope the music could play. I had trouble, but one of my favorite songs, I'm going to play for you right now. One of my favorites of all time. From the Yankee Stadium clubhouse in my room. You were mine at the time, and the feeling was sublime. You were mine, you were mine, you were really, really mine. And I know that it's one of my top songs. Like a bird on the wing When he knows it's early spring You were mine You were mine You were really, really mine please. And I know that our love Was a love of true love Okay Nineteen. Right. It was they had a great song. Who what was, was the it? title? Obviously, they said it 19 times. You were mine by the... And who sang? Oh. Anybody know who sang that song? The Fireflies. You should uh, look the them up. Butterflies? Fireflies. 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 They, they had several good records. Stuart, you love that type of music. Um, yes. You Can't Say Goodbye by Them was even another great song by the Fireflies. Fireflies. I'm not that familiar with them. It's a good song. When I did it come out, Milton? Right, and I have another one to close the show later. Okay. Milton, okay. when did it come out? 1959. Oh, 1959. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember it. I do have song. Do what? Yeah, do what? Yeah. Great song. Hey, I love to dance to that song. Yep. Only slow dances then, right? Hold your wife or girlfriend close to you. All right, well, boyfriend. All right. Yep, um, boyfriend, whatever you got. Doesn't whatever you got. Uh, Gerald. 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 Never tell. The quarterback was Scott Mitchell. Scott Mitchell. Scott Mitchell. Scott Mitchell. That guy's in that list, the uh, two first names for a yeah. full name. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. All right. I only have one beep beep this week. This is a very unusual name. This is an, an angel, the uh, Los Angeles Angels outfielder. His name is Trey, T-R-E-Y, but his last name is Cabbage. Uh, cabbage, wow. C-A-B-B-A-G-E. Uh, I don't think he gets much playing time with the Angels, but he, he, he is on their team now, or was on their team, but I saw it somewhere. I figured I'd jot it down. Trey Cabbage, coming to bat at the head of the lineup. All right, this day in sports, February 8th. Bear with me, because a lot happened. A lot happened. Uh, Today, going back to 1908, Wilhelmina 08 <laughs> soccer team was formed in Wurt, Wurt, W-E-E-R-T. How do you pronounce that? Weird. Try putting that together. Weird. 
Netherlands. <laughs> Netherlands. Netherlands. Too much emphasis on. Nineteen thirty-two. American speed skater Irving Jaffe. Hey, could he be one of us? Uh, wins the ten thousand meters at Lake Placid Winter Olympics, and he also wins the five thousand meter speed skate. Good for him. Nineteen thirty-six. Same. Uh, same day. First ever. NFL draft. Anyone know who the first play in the first NFL draft was? Jay Berwinger. That's Jay Berwinger. Where to pronounce it? Wayne. Wayne. Wow. Huh? Uh, Heisman winner, University of Chicago, and he went to the Eagles. That's the first pick. Uh, in 1936, the first ski jumping tournament took place. And that was in Red Wing, Minnesota. Never heard of it. Red Wing, oh, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm skipping around here. 1945, Paul Brown agrees to coach the American football expansion team, Cleveland, which he would call it the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they decided to call it the Cleveland Browns after him. Right. Which I thought was cool. Uh, ha, ha, ha. 1948, Canada beat Switzerland 3-0 uh, to regain the Olympic ice hockey title at St. Moritz Winter Games. And it was mm -hmm. the fifth time Canada had won the Olympic gold medal. 1960, we jumped to Bill Russell becomes the first NBA player. 50 or more rebounds in one game. He had 51 on this day in 1960. 1963, the AFL Dallas Texans become the Kansas City Chief. So the Texans uh, were the Chiefs. You guys, I guess you guys knew that. 1972, Josh Gibson and Buck Leonard are elected to baseball's Hall of Fame. 1975, the Washington Capitals only get one shot at goal in a period versus the Islanders. Interesting. One shot. Wow. I wonder if since 1975, teams have gone a whole period without a shot on goal. Interesting. 1975, same day, Pete Maravich. Oh, I should love it. I'm sure you all love Pete Maravich back in the day, right? Scores 47 points as the New Orleans Jazz, that's what they were called. They should have stayed with that name. Works. Ends a 28-game road losing streak as they beat the Hawks. 81, Scott Hamilton, United States, wins the Men's mm -hmm. Figure Skating Championships. Here's a good one. 82, the Dodgers trade Davey Lopes to the A's, breaking up Major League Baseball's longest playing infield. Of course, we all know it's Garvey at first, Lopes at second. Who's at short? Bill Russell. Russell. Who's at third? Ronse. After eight and a half years, they stayed together as an infield. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, in 83, I kind of forgot this story, but a lot of you Yankee fans might remember it. Mickey Mantle has to cut ties with the Claridge Casino. Yeah. Does that could do the betting purposes, I guess? Mm -hmm. Casino, then. baseball can do those things. Right. Uh, in 83, same day, Wayne Gretzky sets an NHL record by scoring four goals in one period. Oh, he was great. A great one. Great one. Great one. Great one. 
Uh, let's see. 1985, a guy named Bruce Morris, Marshall University, makes a 92-foot, five-and-a-half-inch basketball shot. What's the court? 93 feet long? 94. 94. 92-and-a-half feet. Almost. That's how far away he was. Wow. <laughs> and it goes in. In 86, Spud Webb, all five, seven of him, of the Hawks, wins the slam dunk contest, which mm -hmm. is, that was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, in 89, American horse jockey, Chris Ansley, or it could be Ansley. Is it Ansley or Ansley? Anyone know? <laughs> I guess you don't follow that. Begins a record of 64 consecutive day winning streak which ends May 1st. He had 147 winners in a 486 mounts, but he won every day for six, one race, 64 consecutive days. Here's one, uh, not too much about sports, but maybe it has sport. Jack Nicholson uses a golf iron to attack a car. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone remember that story at all? No, I guess not. <laughs> 1996. NFL in Cleveland allows Art Modell to on this day to move the Browns to Baltimore, uh -huh. but he can't bring the Browns name with him. Anyone know why? I don't know why. Anyone know why? Okay. Must be a reason. Uh, in 98, Finland beat Sweden 6-0 at the uh, Nagano Japan Winter Olympics in the first female ice hockey game at the olympics which i thought was cool uh skipping around here let's see 2018 it's the last one noriaki kasai of japan becomes the first athlete in history to participate in eight winter olympic games in ski jumping and the eighth one was the North Korea uh, Olympics. Eight Olympics. Eight consecutive wins. So that's 32 years. 32 years. Mm -hmm. And he's still jumping. That's amazing. Good for him. Good for him. That's and impressive. that's this day in sports. All right, Larry. You got a comment? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going by memory from what I read years ago. I yeah. thought the city of Cleveland owned the Browns franchise. Name. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I thought money money talks. You can give the guys give the town some money and take the name with you, then they'd be called the Baltimore Browns. Yeah, right. Uh, it wouldn't it sound right, right? Uh, Gerald, you found something. Going back to hockey, Pittsburgh did not have a shot on goal in the second period. Nashville became the first team to hold an opponent to zero shots in a period during a Stanley Cup final since. The NHL began tracking shots on goal in 1957 to 58. The same information was mentioned on NHL public relations Twitter. It's defense, will you? All right, Larry. Sports stories by Larry. Uh, you sponsored this week by Popcorn. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> My story this week is entitled Measuring the Value of NBA Bench Players. In general, bench players or reserves are important to NBA teams for several reasons. Resting the starters, replacing starters in foul trouble, 
defending opposing team stars, shooting three-pointers, and snagging rebounds. Now I cover how the NBA teams measure the value of individual bench players and their reserve units. This is followed with four great bench playing examples. First, on three NBA metrics for bench players. Number one, the plus or minus statistic. The plus or minus statistic measures the net point differential for a particular player on the floor. A positive number in indicates that the team scored more points than your opponent while the play was on the court, while a negative number indicates the opposite. By comparing the plus or minus of all bench players to that of its starters, the team can evaluate the effectiveness of its reserve unit. <clears throat> number two, efficiency ratings. Efficiency ratings is a useful measure also. On scoring, it estimates how many points a bench player scores per 100 possessions. A productive bench will ideally showcase high offensive ratings. This rating approach also can apply to defensive contributions. Number three, and finally, overall value statistic. Player Impact Estimate, or PIE, measures an individual player's overall contributions to the game. It factors in points, assists, rebounds, block shots, and steals. Comparing the pie of bench players to starters can help identify the contributions of the reserve unit. <clears throat> now, I turn to four examples of excellent reserves. First, the 1988-89 Detroit Pistons. Dennis Rodman, John Sally, and Vinnie Johnson were key bench players for the 1988-89 <clears throat> champion Detroit Pistons. Bad boys. They were known exactly as the bad boys for their aggressive and ten tenacious style of play. Second, Robert Horry, also known as Big Shot Bomb, Bob, is perhaps the most iconic bench player in basketball history. He had a knack for making clutch shots in pivotal moments. Accordingly, he won seven NBA championships over the 1994-2007 period with the Houston Rockets, <clears throat> Los Angeles Lakers, and San Antonio Spurs. Third, the 2010-11 Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks 2010-11 season saw a collective bench performance with everyone playing their roles to perfection, anchored by savvy veterans like Jason Terry, Sean Marion, and backup point guard J.J. Barrier the Mavericks dominated their opponents throughout the 2010-11 regular season and the playoffs. Fourth and finally, the 2022-23 season had the Chicago Bulls with the best bench players. For example, the Bulls were first in the plus or minus statistic. 
this completes my story for this week. Who wants to uh, do? Oh, I got a couple of comments. All right, uh, Fred, you first. Yeah, two of the best bench players I ever saw go way back: Frank Ramsey and Archie Clark. Oh, right, yeah. right, <laughs> right. I was going to say that. And, and in the modern era, I don't know about the statistics that Char uh, that um, Larry cited, but you you can't you can't forget Lou Williams without if you can't if you're talking about bench players off the bench. Gerald. Aside from Frank Ramsey, Fred, uh, I think we should mention Billy the Kid Cunningham. Yeah, we, we started some of the time at, you know, off the bench. That's true. <coughs> it's a good six minutes of sixes, too. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Fred, if I, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't John Havlicek start off as a bench player? I think I he believe, did. I believe he did with the Celtics. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> right. He was right. six men for a while, Havlicek. Yeah. 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 It's, not, it's, not, it's not always the guys who start the game. It's who's, who's in there at the finish. That's yeah. what Ben Albrecht used to say. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Michael? As Russell, yeah, they uh, sold one. He's not as right. good as some of these other players you mentioned, but one of my favorite players on the Knicks when they were great off the bench was Howard Comarch. He would come in and really go crazy. Good shooter. Yeah. yeah. Not much else. Cassie <laughs> Russell, too, from the Knicks. Cassie Russell. Yeah. Well, Cassie, heard, Cassie broke his leg or something like that. And then Bill Bradley took over. Right. And that's Russell was yeah. great. Michael, Michael, what was what was Howard Comeyes famous for? Being traded oh. for Dave DeBusher. That's correct. I want to see if Michael knew that. You're no, right. And when, and when, Michael, when, when you when you mentioned Bill Bradley and Hazzy Russell, you know, they were in probably one of the greatest college games ever. I think the sixty-four holiday festival where Bradley correct. had scored forty-five points or something, fouled out, and Michigan beat them. Oh, I remember being there for that game. I was at the game also, Fred. So was I. <laughs> oh, what section were you in? <laughs> Three something. <laughs> Very good. Good story. All right. The Roger story, Football Larry. Report is up, and we welcome Roger back after a short recess from last week. Uh, where'd you go? You went away to an island or something? Not, not exactly. Well, you, by the way, you're sponsored this week by... <laughs> A uh, January 2024 calendar page. <laughs> what did she look like? <laughs> what do you have this Bonk, month? isn't it? <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I don't know. Did, Mark, did you guys talk about the NFL at all last week or not really? Just talk. <laughs> all right. I just, just, don't, don't go two weeks in a row. We, we talked a lot last week. So. No, no. Just one, I mean, just, yeah, just one or two things. I'm okay. just trying to see uh, um, which ones really affected uh, head coaches and things? Uh, t -t 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 yeah, the Seahawks hired the Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their head coach. A six-year contract, only thirty-six years old. And uh, Commanders. I don't know if, if Mike mentioned it last week. Hired Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan McQuinn as their coach. Okay. Currently, uh, and we talked about, I guess, a little during the week with some of the texting. Uh, uh, Carl Weathers passed as uh, passed. He was a linebacker for the Raiders in the early 70s, 70, 71. Um, Mike, should I hold off talking about more commander stuff? Are you going to handle? I was going to mention it, but it. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll lay off that. Okay. And Fred, you're going to talk more Giants? Well, all there is is just the coaching changes. I don't even remember half the guys. So why don't, why don't you mention that I can dispense with my report? All right, all right. Uh, they hired that Shane Bowen as their next defensive coordinator. Yeah. He was the uh, defensive previous uh, Titans defensive coordinator from 2021 to 2023. 
And there wasn't much else NFL stuff. Obviously, you know, we got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. But apparently the Eagles are going to host a uh, a game in Brazil on opening weekend oh. on a Friday. Right. Which apparently had not happened since 1970, apparently, what I was reading. It's the day after the opening day, Thursday. Right. Yeah. Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. yeah. Not enough football. It's going to be played in Sao Paulo at the uh, the Neo Chimica Arena, otherwise known as the Corinthians Arena in Sao Paulo. So, did, they, uh, did, they announce their, did they announce their opponents yet or no? They did not. They did not, nor the time yet. Yeah, that's to be announced, apparently. That's all I have for the NFL, Mark. Not much going on leading up to the uh, Super Bowl. Obviously, plenty of people. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. And we'll, see you, we'll see you later with the with some baseball stuff. All right, Milton has a comment and Wayne. Go ahead. I just want to ask, um, while you're on football, if you want now or later, I could give a few facts on Rich Castor, who passed away. We're going to get to that later. I think I had. Who did I ask to do that? Do you want to do it? I have that. I have that. I asked somebody. I asked Michael to do that. Michael could do it. You want to get to that now? Michael? I just want to show you guys one thing. Another guy sent. Look at this picture. Somebody sent this to me. Of Joe Namath, look at how high he is off the ground throwing he, that pass. With the bad knees and all. You believe how, how? Look at that. He was he was up to the guy their bellies. He leaped off the <laughs> ground and still made that great. You know, if you can see. I don't know it. if it was complete or not complete. <laughs> on the other end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne has a comment. Yeah, Michael, you Roger, want to get to Let Wayne talk. Roger, okay. one big NFL story was Bill Belichick did not get a head coaching job. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. Right. That's and also, to Roger, isn't Rex I'm, Ryan's name being floated about for Dallas? Saw that today. I, 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 Mike, I'm sorry. I saw that today. Right. I didn't catch that. All right. Belichick's well, son got a job. Have with Rich Castor, and yeah. you guys should add to whatever I have. Yeah. Uh, October, October 16th, 1948. To February second, twenty twenty four, he was an American, uh, former professional football player, who was a wide receiver and tight end for thirteen seasons in the National Football League, primarily with the New York Jets. He was selected to the Pro Bowl after the nineteen seventy two, seventy four, and seventy five seasons. He played college football for Jackson State Tigers, and his son. This is this is no, uh, I didn't know. His son Max is a professional wrestler. Uh, and he wrestles for the All Elite, All Elite Wrestling. And uh, Castor died from complications of Parkinson's disease uh. on February 2nd, 2024, at the age of 75. Like I said, native, native of uh, Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. He played his collegiate football at Jackson State University, where he also earned membership into the Phi Beta Sigma fraternity. 6'5", mm-hmm. was one of the gridiron pioneers in playing in a, hi- a hybrid role combining both receiver and tight end positions. The caster was inducted into the Jackson State Hall of Fame and was named to its all-century and all-centennial team. Over eight seasons with the Jets, Caster totaled 245 receptions, 4,434 yards, and 36 touchdowns from 1970-1977. The wide receiver turned tight end and appeared in 107 games with the New York uh, AFC representatives. 
and he made 98 starts and averaging 18.1 yards per catch. He also ran the ball 13 times and gained 65 yards for 5.0 yards carry figure. He went on to serve on the board of the Joe Namath Foundation, which awarded grants to, to organizations that meet the criteria for children's charities and neurological research. He also sat on the board of the Board of Head Injury Association of Long Island, a not-for-profit organization whose mission is to ma- maximize traumatic brain injury survivors' potential. And Castor is credited with having a Super Bowl ring, uh, though he didn't play more than one game, and that was when the Washington uh, then Redskins beat the Miami Dolphins in Super Bowl uh, XV111. Uh, in the 1980s. And that's why Richard Katz's story. No. He played with Houston, New Orleans, and Washington also. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. We remember just, him, right? Yeah. Back in the day, Milton. Yeah, just one question. You know, in those days, he was the wide receiver. They converted him to the tight end because um, the linebackers in those days used to cover the tight ends. And even though he was so big and... Um, you know, he was that fast that he could beat the linebackers, and that's why they converted him from uh, the wide receiver to the line to the linebacker. He said no linebacker could catch him. And, uh, boy, he was big. I didn't realize that, yeah, you know, how boy, big he big was. 228 pounds. He was 6'5", 228 pounds, I think. Yeah. Then that's a big – even yeah. then that's a big tight end. Parkinson's, Parkinson's. Yeah, Dad, Gerald. Yeah. In one, in one game in 72, he caught um, a bunch of passes from Namath. I think two, uh, week two, he caught three touchdown passes and uh, 204 yards in that one game. Week two of uh, 1972, right. Yep. Yep. No, I remember yep. him. He was one of Namath's great targets. Yeah. Very good. Hammonds, though. Those were the days where they were good. Yeah. yeah, Gerald, you have a oh, comment? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just wanted to backtrack. Milt, you showed a picture before of Joe Namath jumping very high. Yeah. Uh, j- j- just to uh, uh, further illustrate the uh, physical prowess of Barry Sanders, I neglected to mention this. At 5'8", 200 pounds, he was able to dunk on a basketball court. There were actually oh. videos <laughs> online. I thought that was remarkable. And I just picture him diving into the diving into the end zone so i just wanted to uh, mention you know you know what one of the worst things i ever saw at a foot at any sporting event i was there when they played kansas city the year after the super bowl he was on one yard line first down and he had no mobility he could not go in that one yard when kansas city won 13-7 they should have won they would have won that super bowl that's all they had to do was win that but he, he, he had no mobility, but he had an arm to throw like that, off the ground like that. Yeah. Milton, I think the picture you had probably was Photoshopped. I don't think Naomi can get up that high. <laughs> I don't know. The guy, I don't know. He that. said it, the game was played on the West Coast, my friend. Uh, I don't know. Well, the over the there. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So um, there was another football death. Um, maybe some of you guys may remember him. Terry Beasley, former Auburn star receiver. Uh, he's in the College Hall of Fame, 73 years old. 
A suicide. Gunshot. Very no. oh, easily. Yep. Happens. Okay, why don't we move on? Uh, Michael, do you have any Yankees? And Well, you just did some Jets, but do you I have, have any Yankee I stuff? Have Yankee. I have the Yankees, and I also have something interesting about the Jets. I, I might hold off, hold off with the Jets until next week. Sure, Please. sure. Please cool. But uh, pivoting back to uh, Barry Sanders for a second, then I'll tell you what I have with the Yankees. Uh, the quarterback, Scott uh, – what's his name? Uh, Scott not, uh, Mitchell. Not Mitchell. Barry Sanders also was to blame – for the Lions playoff failures and he takes umbrage with some of the things about uh Barry Sanders' greatness. Very interesting. There was a uh a uh, Amazon Prime show. I don't know if Jerry did his report from the uh Bye, Barry. Prime show about uh, Bye, uh about Barry. Right. So it's 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 interesting. Uh I, I thought Barry Sanders was terrific, you know, the, don't kid yourself. But there were things about Barry Sanders that you uh you wonder about. Now, let me go to the Yankees. Not that much about the Yankees, but uh, I don't want to talk all day because there are other people who want to speak. Right. But uh, actually, I'm going to two games. I'm going to uh, a game in uh, in March. Uh, two games in March. I go to a, a game in uh, in uh, Jupiter, and then I, I'm going to a game in uh, up in uh, Tampa. But uh, with the Yankees, believe it or not, <laughs> I have it over here. But it's not coming out. So what I have to talk about was is on the top of my head because it's not coming out on my screen. Uh, uh, one thing is they're playing in Mexico, a couple of exhibition games. They're making a whole big deal about that and uh, let them play. They got two uh, more relief pitches who I never heard of to be added on to the uh, staff. And uh, I'm worried about that. those type of guys. They, they have a couple of uh, uh, relief pitches we, we haven't heard about. Um, I hear rumors about the possibility of Gio Urshela coming back to the team. Uh, oh, the pitch I just came, my screen just came out. Victor Gonzalez and Caleb Ferguson from the Dodgers. Never heard of each of them as a big Yankee fan, so that's a concern. And uh, the only thing also I have is uh, an analyst is coming back to do the announcing by the name of Joe Girardi. So that yeah, could be interesting and fun. So uh, that's what I have about the Yankees. And I'll give you what I have about the Jets. Pretty cool. That'll be next week. Good next week. All right. Thanks for that. We're going to move right along here. A lot of people want to talk. Uh, the Mets report, Joe, before you leave us today, uh, Joe from New Jersey, sponsored by 4x6 Index Cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as I said, as I've been saying for the last few weeks, most of what's been going on with the Mets is uh, still vaporware. They filled in a little bit around this, you know, around the uh, edges, a couple of relief pitches here and there, but nothing that's going to make any kind of uh, real difference this year. Uh, again, there are still rumors going around, you know, that uh, J.D. Martinez may still be on the horizon, but I don't see anything happening. And so this, I want to go to something. I saw online that I thought was very interesting about the Mets, what the plan will be this season and why they're not going after anybody. So the first thing I'm going to say is this is this is what's going on with uh, as far as money goes, the payroll situation. I'll say I'm going to read this verbatim. Here are the Mets projected payroll obligations from 2025 to 2028. 2025, 155 million, 26, 122 million. 27, 110 million, 28, 76.9 million. In 2024, it's, it's somewhere above 300 million, I think. 
So that's probably very likely the reason that Stearns is more or less punting on this season. He's not going after any big names and they're going to wait till next year. And, and I think he's probably right at this point. They're going to, they'll probably go with the kids and see what they've got with them. Cause there's some good free agents coming on the market next year. I'll read them off. Uh, Juan Soto, Walker Bueller, uh, Burns, I think is out. He was taken. Zach Wheeler, Max Fried, Shane Bieber, Alex Bregman, and then Jose Altuve is here, but he's also taken. He signed an extension with uh, with Houston. So I think that's what they're going to do. So I don't think, you know, I don't have very high hopes for them this year. You know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe they'll get lucky. I don't know. But I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to wait this year and uh, reload for next year. At least that's my feeling. And that's my report. A couple of comments, Larry. Yeah. The luxury tax this year is over a hundred million, you know. And I, yeah. I, I don't see it going much lower next year. Yeah, but the but the payroll go the pay the payroll sinks next year. You know, for instance, um Scherzer comes off and it depends. Depending upon what uh, Verlander decides to do, if he pitches next year, then they owe him about seventeen million. If he doesn't pitch, then that comes off too. But it keeps it keeps going down year after year, so they'll be able to afford more players without going down the road. Yeah, yeah. without yeah. So that's uh, so I think they're going to wait this year and you know load up the farm system. Maybe that's not why. That's probably why they haven't uh, approached the Alonzo situation. Well, they say, you know, they, we want you for life, but they haven't talked money. They, 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 Stern said the other day he hopes Alonzo stays with the team, but they're you know they're not going to do anything. They're going to let the season play out, and they'll uh, they'll make a decision. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? All right, Gerald. As far as Verlander's contract is concerned, I think next year it's it's a team option, Joe. It's not his option, okay. unlike uh, Scherzer. And the second thing is, I think Stearns probably has. Of course, some budgetary constraints that Cohen put into place. And I think they want to bear some fruit from their farm system so they can balance high priced players with low priced play- players as far as the payroll goes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. With Larry, you. other Larry has a comment? The, uh, I think they're more interested in getting that hotel and casino around that. We're talking about $10 billion to 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 get it. And, you know, there's going to be a big fight over where that casino will end up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Michael? You know, pivoting back to Alonzo, uh, I detect uh, not, not not really apathy, but uh, the lack of concern about losing somebody of, of Alonzo's magnitude. I remember a couple of years ago, it would have really burned me up if the Yankees lost judge. Uh, do Mets fans accept? The fact that it's uh, it might be logical to uh, uh, unload Alonzo, or is it a real concern? We want for me. We for me, it's him. a real for me, it's a real concern. Players like that have hit forty five home runs a year, and he also drives in a ton of runs. Alonzo, it's not like he hits forty five home runs and drives in ninety five runs. He drives in one hundred and thirty runs. He drove in what one hundred and twenty this year with it with nothing in front of him or behind him. Right. Yeah, I can't. I, you I, you I, have I, to have I that. I cannot. I cannot fathom them getting rid of him. I know there's all kinds of metrics of guys that with his build, like uh, uh, the, the guy from St. Louis who went to uh, 
the Angels. I can't remember. Albert Pujols. Albert yeah, Pujols. And uh, there's Pujols. one other. There's one other first baseman who was also uh, uh, Cabrera. Also, with their 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 stats went down in their thirties. But that's that's BS in my uh, in my estimation. You don't you don't give up on Alonzo. Nope. Keep him. Only they won't. Keep him. Keep him. Make him happy. Yes. Okay. Anybody else? All right. Daniel Murphy is going to come back and fill in with uh, Ron Dalling and oh, Keith Fernandez yes, during uh, spring training. Training, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on. Fred, you have Giants yeah. information? Do you, you have anything? Just just very little. The one sentence about that they've, they've given promotions to three coaches. Mike Kafka is now the OC plus assistant head coach. Jerome Henderson is defensive back coach and, and defensive passing game coordinator. And they the tight end coach left, and they hired somebody new who I forget. And I, uh, I, I rather, I rather reserve my time, like they say in the Senate, to discuss basketball. <laughs> so let's move on. Does anybody want to comment on Fred's little couple words, uh, Larry? I would, I would like Fred to add to his comments each week how the NYU basketball I, team is doing. Larry, I was going to give a shout out to them when I discussed local basketball, <laughs> local basketball. The, the men's and women's team. Let's yeah. get that in a few minutes. Okay. Mike, your DC and surroundings report sponsored this week by Dental Floss. Well, that's okay. That's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good one. All right. Um, nothing to say whatsoever on the baseball front. On the basketball front, probably the less said, the better. Uh, <laughs> there was a story in um, ESPN today saying that they were trying to trade to Dallas. I don't know if the trade went through or not. I think who, Dent- who were they trying to trade, Mike? Gafford. G-A-F-O-R-D. Gafford. They did. He was traded. He was. Yeah, he, yeah. he's actually developed this year. Uh, he did pretty well. Like post, which they, they like this guy they got from Detroit. But he played about two or three games, and then uh, he, he got some kind of back injury, and he hasn't been playing. So still hard to rate just how good he is. But this is a rebuilding team, in quotes. And uh, so they, they're getting draft choices or trying to stockpile choices. I don't know whether this was a wise trade or not, but I guess we'll find out. Um, on the football front, uh, the commanders hired uh, a guy I don't know what about. Oh, he froze. He would be, uh, I think he a defensive backs coach with the Dallas Cowboys. And so uh, the new head coach is familiar with him. I guess he likes him. So Joe Wood is the new defensive coordinator and a guy by the name of Brian Johnson is the new offensive coordinator for Washington. And his claim to fame is that he was just fired by the Eagles (laughs) as their offensive coordinator. So evidently they're expecting him to come up with some magic that didn't materialize this year in Philadelphia. It's hard to know the Philadelphia situation is puzzled, but anyway, we'll leave that. But I'm going to focus a little bit on the caps because there's some interesting things to say about the caps today. Uh, it looks like to me like they're going to likely to be sellers at the trade deadline. The next few games may tell they're, they're several points away from being in uh, the playoffs. Um, the team is in transition. Uh, Ovechkin continues to struggle, has 10 goals now, which would give him 17 for the year. Now, you have to understand the team and the league really wants him 
to challenge the Wayne Gretzky record for goals, all time total number of goals during the season. It's great box office, right? It's like when Curry was going to set a uh, three point record, and there were just uh, you know people coming out of the the any room only to see his games as they waited for the three-pointer that would set the all-time record. The same kind of thing with Ovechkin if he can get near it. So he has 10 goals on the year, which would translate into 17 uh, for the season. Uh, he's about uh, 70 goals down on Gretzky in that area. They were hoping he could continue his scoring of the last several years, scoring about 40 goals a game or about half a goal a game, and it hasn't happened. So these are the statistics I found interesting that were in today's paper. Over the years, um, Ovechkin has scored on 13% of the shots. Okay, so a little under one in seven goes in. As you know, he has a tremendously hard shot. But this year, only 6% of his shots are going in. So what can be done to improve... Ovechkin's percentage. Well, the paper pointed out that in in years past he had Ralph, um, uh, Nicholas Ekstrom as his center on the number one line, an excellent center. I mean, not a big scorer, but a guy who set people up extremely well. Very skilled player, and he also has had a guy named Kuznetsov, another Russian, who's very skilled with the puck and does play center part of the time. Yes. But what has happened? Oh my God! Um, uh, Backstrom got hurt. He had a hip operation that didn't really solve the problem, and he just voluntarily retired. Whereas Kuznetsov is now in some kind of league protocol. He's gone into it voluntarily, and it has to do with recovery from drug overdoses or that kind, of, or from uh, problems of other kinds. And the thing that was interesting that I learned was that he is now uh, beholden to the league. In other words, the Capitals can pull him out of that. Program. He he has to be released by the league before they get back. So I don't know a thing about his condition or what that means in terms of real life. But one implication is that Ovechkin is scoring the rate he historically has until uh, they get him. Uh, better centers uh, on his line to help him along. So that's the implication ultimately. We want him to set the in the next two years. And he's got years left. He has left on his contract. He's eight years old, ninth and 40th year. Uh, if you want him to get to that Gretzky record, that is the key to doing it evidently. Get him some centers who can set him up and raise his percentage of shots that uh, where he has a real as opposed to just throwing it. Go. That's my Washington report. I heard that Gretzky wants to come back and feed him. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Sure, sure, sure. Wayne. Yeah, Mike, uh, there was an, an article that I had read that the Timberwolves offered three second-round draft picks for Trey Jones, and uh, the uh, Caps turned it down. I, I, know, no, I know Trey Jones because he was the point guard on the Duke team that won the national championship. He's, I don't know why they turned it down if they're rebuilding, but – that's their uh, that's their problem. The other thing, Mike, is uh, the Maryland men's basketball team. I obviously I've been following them because my granddaughter goes there and I've watched some of the games. I don't know if you follow the men Maryland at all, but they they just can't shoot. I've never seen a team that just can't shoot. 
I don't know if you follow Maryland basketball at all. I do a little. Yeah. This is not one of their better teams. Um, you know, they joined the big 10. Uh, they got more money out of that, but uh, somewhat outclassed in both football and basketball in this league. Whereas in the ACC, uh, they maybe they were able to recruit better or maybe they just the lesser level of position, but they much bigger factor uh, back in those days than they now. On the women's side, uh, the, the uh, uh, Caitlin Clark and Iowa played against Maryland. Maryland played pretty well. They lost the game, but they, they played pretty well. Okay. Yeah, that is true. And uh, singularly, out of, in that game, they filled the stadium. 19 1,700 people came to see Caitlin Clark play against the Maryland team. Uh, I, my understanding is it's the first uh, time they've ever packed it completely. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of commentary on that on the sports page to the effect that this lady is, Clark, is kind of... It took, it took my thunder away, Mike. All right. Yeah. Oh, we'll sorry. Later it's on okay. That we'll yeah. later. Go ahead. That's okay. Okay. Anybody else want to comment before we move on? All right, good story there. Your connection was a little weak, Mike. <laughs> you were a little choppy. Was, was I the only one who heard that? A little choppy? You were a little choppy in your... A little choppy. A little choppy. <laughs> it's just speak, guys. All right, but we got this. We got the point. All right. Uh, let's move a little to, to the football, a little more football. The Super Bowl, of course, is in a couple of days from now. I know you'll all be watching the game and having parties and stuffing our faces and all that stuff. Um, our, our little special on the mark sports talk uh, Super Bowl poll. Only 12 of you voted. Uh, one, uh, one person abstained. And it was seven to four. And most of you said Kansas City. But how many said Taylor Swift? <laughs> but that was that was the poll that was the poll from our guys we'll see what happens should be a very good game if hope nobody gets hurt uh yeah, it's an exciting game it should be good um college ball the the the, the college senior bowl did anybody watch it on no, tv no. what was no. it on saturday i believe yeah anybody watch it a lot of the big college stars did not participate well, there you go. Then come Sunday, they had the Pro Bowl. <laughs> and you guys watched that one. Anybody? No. Right. Right. The flag football game. Mike, you saw the flag football game? I did not, actually. I didn't watch. I want to make a comment on the uh, Super Bowl, actually. Five minutes I watched. What do you want to say? I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was going to say something on the Super Bowl. Yeah, why? Well, I, I was one of the four. Uh, in the poll. And uh, however, everything I read uh, from footballguys.com to uh, articles in the paper are all saying that Kansas City has the better team and that uh, that's where the smart money is going. And it's surprising that the odds have not changed in the direction of uh, you know closing up or Kansas City becoming the favorite. Yeah, so true. for those of us who are Niner fans, uh, uh, this is a moment of preparation. Yeah. You're freezing it. But, uh, yeah, the, the Chiefs, I think, are the home team, so they get to bat last, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Last legs. <laughs> All right, Mike. Go. Yeah. Uh, pivoting back again to the Super Bowl, 
uh, two of my favorite TV programs ever oh, are going to uh, be represented in the commercials on the Super Bowl. Number one, I keep on uh, telling you guys about Suits. You should watch it. So the the uh, four the cast members are going to be in a commercial from Suits. So that's going to be that. And <laughs> years before that, Suits, one of the greatest TV programs I've ever watched. If you've ever watched it, a show called Friday Night Lights. And it starred Kyle Chandler. And Kyle Chandler is going to go back to his persona mm-hmm. as a coach. And he's also going to be doing a commercial in the Super Bowl. Okay. That's my report. Okay. I um, hope this uh, incident with uh, Patrick Mahomes' father being arrested on suspicion oh, yeah. of DWI yeah, right. doesn't affect his, his play. I, nah. I hope, we hope not. We hope not. All right. Let's move on. Watching the clock here. We're going to go right to the basketball stories. Uh, okay. Fred, you go first. And Wayne, you pick them up second. Okay. Again. All right. We'll start off with the Knicks making a trade today where they receive Bogan Badanovich, Alec Burks from the Detroit Pistons for four players, Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn, the expiring contract of Evan Fournay, Ryan Archidiacono, and two second-round picks. This should strengthen the Knicks, but McDonough is a really good outside shooter. Burks is a good shooter who bring stability to the defense and, and I mean, to the second unit. And hopefully it will, the Knicks will continue to have the successful season they are having. And they, I'm not sure if Brunson is going to play tonight. He's still questionable after hurting his ankle in a game where the Knicks had a 28-point lead, but they almost blew it to the Memphis Grizzlies on, on Tuesday night. But they did win. They had a nice win last Thursday night against Indiana. I don't know if any of you guys saw the Knicks-Lakers game Saturday night. But, yeah, but, yeah, but I, I the did. Laker, Lakers did something really good, and other teams are going to sure to follow how they shut down Brunson in the fourth quarter. Knicks went seven minutes without scoring by double-teaming him and making him to give up the ball. And that's why I think Bogdanovich and Burks are going to come in. Because along with the defense the other that night, the other guys for the Knicks could not put the ball in the basket at all. And we'll see if other teams continue to try to do that, get the ball out of Brunston's hands as they as they, as we move forward. And, uh, and the Nets made a couple of trades today. They traded Spencer Dinwiddie who, to Toronto for Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young. Tell you the truth, I already had thought that Thaddeus Young had retired, but I guess he hadn't. And the rumor has it now that Dinwiddie is going to be released by Toronto, and, and the Lakers are very interested in signing him as a free agent. So we'll have to see how that goes down. And they also traded Royce O'Neal to the Phoenix Suns for um, three second-round picks, and it was a three, three-team three deal with a couple other guys. Um, yeah, um, David Roddy going to Memphis to somebody. It's just a lot of guys who are fringe players. You want me to discuss any of the other NBA trades that went down of people might have heard of? Popular people. All right. Buddy Held was tra- traded from... Uh, Indiana to Philadelphia for Marcus Morris and Pucan and Cormez and, and some second rounders. Gordon Haywood is going to the Thunder for Trey Mann and Davis Bertans. P.J. Washington is going to the Hornets uh, from the Hornets to the Mavericks for Grant Williams and Seth Curry. And um, Daniel Gifford went from the um, Wizards to the Mavericks for Roshan Holmes. I said Royce O'Neal. Doug McDermott has been traded to the 
Pacers from the Spurs for um, for Marcus Morris, who was who was moved. Who, who I know he, who had been traded from the from the Sixers to the Pacers, but they moved him to the Spurs. Patrick Beverly is going to the Bucks for Cameron Payne. Kelly Olynyk is going to the um, Toronto Raptors for Kira Lewis and Otto Porter, and a couple other trades that. Frankly, some guys I never heard of. So you can read Daniel. <laughs> you never heard of them. <laughs> a couple of them I didn't. And the and the Pistons have released Joe Harris and Killian Hayes, who was the seventh overall pick a few years ago. And I want to I want to talk about local, but I want to get Larry's right. I want to give a shout out to to NYU, whose women's team is ranked in Division Three and has very good chance of making a big major move in the women's three in women's tournament, and the men's team. Who's you know who the leading scorer of the NYU men's team is? Barry Kramer. No, Mike Krushevsky's grandson. <laughs> Barry Kramer, yeah. Now, Mike Krushevsky's grandson. They're Kramer. also number number one yeah, in, their, going back. in the in the skyline conferences, which <laughs> they play, and they could have a good shot of going far in the Division Three tournament. And college St. John's finally, well, they they got outclassed by Connecticut. They played Connecticut tough for a, for a half, and then Connecticut's <laughs> Overall strength took over, and they they lost that game by 13. They did what they had to do the other night, had a blowout win over the ball, and they still have a shot at the NCAA tournament. They got to win some more games, but a lot of people have them going as a, probably a ninth or a tenth seed. And that's my basketball report. A couple of comments before we get to Wayne. Joe, Joe yeah, Joe has. Yeah, I, I, Fred, do you think that Knicks did about did better than anybody else in the Eastern Division? Yeah, you know, I, just I, off the top of my head, I think they did. I don't think uh, the, any other team too. really helped themselves. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics got another big guy. They got a guy from Grizzlies, Xavier Tillman, who's yeah. bulk, who's going to back up Porzingis. You know, yeah. Philadelphia, Buddy Heald is he's a good shooter. He, yeah. he, you know, but but losing Embiid for at least a minimum of four weeks is going to hurt them. I mean, Heald, he's a you know different type player. He's, so well, you know, but. Sixes are definitely going down, and the Bucks. I'm not sure what what's wrong with the Bucks. They don't seem to play together. Or they got they got a lot of good players, but they're not gelling. And the, and the and team the other, that's really the team that's really playing well. If you look at the standings, who's moved ahead of the Bucks is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, with Donovan Mitchell, and they, they're really gelling. And they're they they play the Nets tonight in Brooklyn. So, you know, it's uh, the, the Knicks are right there, but the Knicks. I just hope these injuries, you know, OG Agiban has been out for five days. And they're talking about elbow issues. It went from elbow inflammation to now bone spurs. Yeah. Which so, sounds a little, you know, this guy, you know, it's from day to day. It's, it's like two weeks already. So yeah, I know. These, these injuries may catch up to them. And, and hopefully mm-hmm. Brunson misses time. It's only for one game or so. Well, so I think they're going to get, I think they're going to get beaten tonight pretty yeah. badly. But. Did, they're right, missing half the team. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know, and, and they won't have it, the new guys tonight either. Right. The, so the, 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 roster, the, the roster is deleted. Yeah. Is uh, yeah. um, shortened. It, uh, it depends it, on whether Brunson plays. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of reports out there that guys who are going to be cut, you can be signed as free agents, and I think be eligible for the playoffs by March something. That that that, that they may have interest in Carl Lowry. He's on the Hornets, and the Hornets. Our rebuilding team, they have no interest in a 38-year-old uh, player. So we'll see. 
see what I like Lowry on the I like Lowry on the Heat last year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mike, but you I, have a comment, the Mike? The one, I, I had one more thing to say. I just oh, want, I'm to sorry, ask, I want to ask Fred what he thinks about losing uh, Grimes. He's, Grimes is, the, is a defensive, you know, mainstay. But I think what they needed, they needed Burks and Bogdanovich. As they say, if you get somebody good, you have to give up somebody good. Yeah. yeah. So. See? I, li- I mean, I like McBride, and he's been playing a lot anyway. So He has, and he's playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. All right, Mike yeah. has a comment. I have a feeling that the Knicks are uh, gravitating towards first place, but that's that's just me. It would be nice. To, it would be no, nice. I, I, I don't think they can catch the Celtics. You know, Celtics, no. Celtics are, are, right. are, are way too well, strong. Fred, you know, you know, you missed in your report. Uh, the uh, the last game the Knicks played, they honored their announcers, and it was yes. very very cool. Oh yeah, against the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. The twenty fifth anniversary of, of Walt Frazier and Mike Breen. That's cool. Pretty cool. And they had they had Bradley on with them. It was just really really Bill, nice. Bill, Bill Bill Bradley's been making the rounds for this yeah. autobiography that he not not yeah. wrote, but it's like a one man show. Yeah, so it's on HBO Max now. But it was nice yeah. to watch to watch That's him why. and uh, Frazier talk. Yeah, very nice. So God. God. And the All Star Star game is this weekend. Or next week? Uh, no, President's Weekend, the weekend after, week the week following week. weekend. Week week. The, the one thing I'm most interested in that is not so much the game. But I'm I'm going to see the three point shootout between uh, Steph Curry and uh, I mean yes, uh, Steph Curry and Sabrina Inescu. Uh, oh wow, that should be fun. Yeah, Will she be using a smaller ball? They should make her use a full size ball. I think she's using the WNBA ball, right? And it's going to shoot from from the WNBA regulations um, oh. you know, lines, but. But he's going to be from whatever the NBA does. All right, know, Wayne is waiting. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne, take your report away. Go. Hey, uh, Fred, NYU yeah. is not just highly rated; they're rated number one in, in Division Three. I, I knew it was. I knew it was up rated, there. I didn't realize it was rated. number one. Uh, as I said, Monday morning, the uh, the the ratings come out again. This mo- this Monday, it was UConn, Purdue, UNC, Kansas, and then Houston. Yeah. Um, so what happens uh, this week? UNC loses to Clemson, and Clemson. Kansas loses to Kansas State. Right. So we're going to see uh, another change next week. Last right. night, there was kind of an upset. Michigan was unrated, and they beat Wisconsin in number 11. Yeah, I was a surprise. Uh, the, the, um, I was looking, I happened to see it, see it uh, mentioned, the LSU Arena, they play basketball, is the Pete Maravich Athletic Center, uh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, He's leading the he's a leading NCA scorer in all time, and uh, he Maravich averaged forty points over three years. Now maybe Larry or maybe uh, Jerry would do reports someday on Pete Maravich. So it's, it's a good story. Um, UCLA just going to UCLA now. They won ten NCAA championships. They won in 64, 65, 67 to seventy five. They did not win in nineteen sixty six, and I have a feeling. Mark and Fred know why they didn't win in 66. What happened in 1966? Let me think. They bring the, the uh, yeah. you can dunk? No. Oh. Uh, that, that was the year uh, yeah. that Texas Western beat Kentucky. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And that was 66, in an all-black right. all team. All black team yeah. beat Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And Adolf Rupp was the coach and said that he never <laughs> have a black player on his team. Uh so uh, there was actually there was a movie called Glory Road that was made in yeah, 2006. Yeah, that was a very good movie. About that. Um, 
and then he won uh, 1968, uh, UCLA won 47 straight. Do you know who beat them the 48th game? Notre Dame. Game of the century? I know. Oh, Houston. Yep, that's correct. Elvin, Elvin Hayes. Hayes. Elvin Hayes, right. Um, all right, but, just going. But then they killed them in the tournament, though. Right. Into women's basketball. Rated that nothing changed. Southern South Carolina, Iowa, uh, North Carolina State, Colorado, and Ohio State. Uh, Larry's favorite player, uh, Caitlin Clark, is 66 points away from uh, being the all-time leading scorer. Now, uh, Michael mentioned this, but uh, the last two games she played at Northwestern and in Maryland, it was totally sold out arenas. In fact, uh, a friend of mine's son is in Northwestern. They were lined up around the corner to get tickets to see her play. Uh, she's playing tonight against uh, uh, Penn State at home. And then on Saturday at 1 o'clock, Fox in prime time is, is televising her game against Nebraska, which she probably will break through the record then. Mm -hmm. uh, Gino Orimata won his 1,200th game last night. Uh, he's uh, six behind Tara Vanderveer. Uh, Camilo Cardoso, the leading scorer for South Carolina, which is a dominant team, in women's basketball, is taking two days, missing two games. He's going down to Brazil to qualify for the Brazilian national team. Um, I, I do I follow a lot of ACC basketball. And I was I was listening to Syracuse. Their leading scorer is Judah Mintz. So I'm saying, was well, boy, a nice Jewish kid, no. leading scorer on Syracuse. So I'm watching the Syracuse Louisville game last night, and I'm watching, and all of a sudden I say, Judah Mintz to the foul line. So I watch it, and Judah Mintz is an African American. Uh, could be Jewish. Anyway, that's that's all. Uh, and one one last thing. I, I I don't know how many of you guys do follow uh, college basketball. In my opinion, and worth or worthless, uh, the only top two teams I see are UConn and Purdue. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I see that the whole tournament is going to be topsy turvy. Uh, anyway, Wayne, always, always Wayne, long as Purdue doesn't play a team from New Jersey. That's right. They lost. Must have that fairly Dickinson. And St. Peter's. Mm -hmm. right. Larry has a comment. Yeah. Very interesting. I, I did watch the Iowa Maryland uh, uh, women's basketball uh, game. And it, it seemed to me that uh, Caitlin Clark had three phases to her game. She came out with three three pointers right away. <clears throat> then she moved into behind the back uh, and the uh, swerving moves to the to the basket for a while, and then her third phase was passing 30, 30 feet on the on the button to all those players for for assists. Of course, she had thirty eight points that game, and uh, I think it was eight assists and seven seven rebounds. Uh, just an incredible she's, performance. She's virtually unstoppable, Larry. When she if she wants to play, it's very you can't unless you're going to put two men or two three men. She's unstoppable. She has all the tools. She even has Magic Johnson now saying yep. that she's a great player. Mm -hmm. Is she coming out this year? Yeah, senior year. Uh, this is senior. No, 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 no. No, she no. has a year of eligibility. She has been I didn't know that. Okay. She, yeah. know can, that. she can go on another year, but I, I gave I would her say she earlier. Would be, if she breaks the record, uh, which she will. But, I'm betting that she won't do that. But but the point but is, if she stays, she'll be making a lot more money than she was in the WNBA with the, and, with the NIL. You're right. If you watch the Iowa-Maryland game, you would have seen her State Farm Insurance seen it, commercial. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the money is coming from. Coming, yeah. money. Amazing, amazing. 
Um, Fred? Yeah, just a little tidbit. The woman who she's got record she's going to beat, Kelsey Plum, happens to be married to Darren Waller of the Giants. Oh, really? <laughs> she was to the University of Washington, Fred. Right, yeah. Small world. There you go. Okay. Thank you, Wayne, on that. Uh, before Fred talks about someone who passed in basketball, oh, George, George, before George, we get George. to that, I have two high school notes. Uh, one is a basketball. One is not basketball. <laughs> um, let's see. Wantaw High School. Bas girls basketball coach Stan Bujerich, uh has 401 wins, 11 conference titles, 31 years as a Wantaw High School coach. At 65, he retired from teaching, but he has no plans on stepping down as a coach. He didn't die. He's still going and winning games for the uh, the girls' best the girls' basketball team. And then uh, not related to basketball, but since I'm talking about high school, Syosset High School, if you didn't know, won their 80th consecutive swim dual meet. Swimming. Uh, they haven't lost since 2015. Dual meets when one school against another in swimming. I thought that made note. And Fred, who died? Well, Mark asked me to talk about a player who was a fringe NBA player. He played for 19 years. Won two championships, Earl Curitan. Oh, I remember him. Right, oh. he was the back. He was the backup to Moses Malone in 1983 mm -hmm. Philadelphia team. They also backed up. He only played nine games with the Houston Rockets in 1994. They signed him in March, but he, he returned for the playoffs. And his role there was backing up part of the rotation, backing up Kareem Olajuwon. He actually started his career at Robert Morris University in Moon, Moon Township. Um, Pennsylvania, transferred to his hometown school, University of Detroit, same school of Dave DeBusher, where he played under Dick Vitale, who was who was the coach at the time there, and then played 17, 18 years in the NBA, never really, you know, the statistics, never averaged in double figures, was always was a good rotation player, he's a backup center, he was 66 years old, and he his post-playing career, he was serving as community, community ambassador for the Detroit Pistons and also as TV commentator. As a matter of fact, he was scheduled to to be the, the analyst on Sunday's game when they played the Magic, but unfortunately passed away that morning. So, you know, a, a, a good play. You know, one of these guys was always around. He played for the Rockets, Raptors, Hornets, Clippers, Pistons, played over in Europe. It's one, it's one of these guys who was on a lot of rosters and and and, and – did a job, fulfilled the role. Not a Many people never heard of them. First name is Earl. They couldn't yeah. call him Earl the oh, Pearl. Earl, Earl, Earl the Pearl. Earl the Pearl. He's actually somewhat of a legend at Detroit because they had a great college career. Yeah. He's in the University of Detroit Hall of Fame. He played high school ball there, so good guy. Brad, do you remember who was the, the this legend who played in the Rucker Tournament in New York? I forgot his name. They had a nickname like that. Oh, uh, oh, Earl Manigault. Earl Manigault. Earl right. in the helicopter. Right, right. right Manigault. Yeah, that's right. right. Dave, you had a comment, Dave? No comment. Uh, I'll just give you a change of subject. I'll, yeah. I'll give you a short bowling report. Oh, let's get there in a few minutes. Uh, the, hold, hold it, hold it in bay until we okay. get to it. Okay. Um, 
Thank you for the Earl and the hockey. Anybody see the All Star game? <laughs> the hockey All Star <laughs> game was last. Anybody watch that? Bunch of sports experts and nobody watches it. I didn't watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> I could get into it, but uh, it was on. Uh, what did they announce? That the uh, the, the Blackhawks are going to host the, the Blues at Wrigley Field in the 2025 Winter Classic. You know, they have more than one game during the year outside. But don't they just call the one on January 1st the Winter Classic and everything else is just outdoor yeah. games? Is that what yes. they do? Jeff, aren't there two games at MetLife Stadium soon? Yes, yeah. coming up, coming yeah. up. President's, yes. Day, President's Day weekend, I think. That's next weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they don't call it the Winter Classic. No. That's yeah. just an outdoor. Yeah. yeah, and the Edmonton Oil Oilers had a 16-game winning streak. We don't even know about this unless you read it. Star players. They lost really the other day. They lost. No, they have a great the, player. The Rangers, the Rangers have won three in a row. <laughs> Pittsburgh with, with, Penguins have the record. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh Penguins yeah. have the record for 17 in a row. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Can I say something about last night's game about the Rangers? Yeah. If you don't mind. Real quick. Just, right. I don't know if there's going to be an official uh, hockey report, but uh, I was at the game last night, and it was so impressive to see such talent. I mean, my God, you know, the uh, Lightning is one of the top teams in the in the NHL, and the Rangers these days are uh, incredible, and uh, they're starting to win again. But I, I worry about what's going on in the noodle of Igor Sestarkin. You must. This is a nightmare. Have your cell phone on. Goldie. In the yeah, front of the car, make sure you have it. Mark, and just he's, 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 by yourself. How do you put your start in the game? All right. Oh, long, long, as long, long as you can't. You have also, the other guy's uh, phone number? I have the other guy's phone Fred, you need to. I did. Sorry. No, it's, it's just interesting to see uh, the Rangers <laughs> and where they are right now. And when is Lavallette going to put Sestarkin in? Again, they, I think they played two games already. I, I could have sworn Shostakovich was going to be in the last night's game. My God. Third, actually, it's Quick's third game in a row. Yeah. Right. Right. And he's playing so good. So good. Good to 38 have. 38 years old. Yeah. Any more hockey news besides that, uh, Fred? Do you have any hockey news? No? I'm muted. I think you're muted. Yeah, I'm muted. I'm muted. muted. Any hockey news? It seems like the just the, the Islanders, I think, are playing a little bit better with Patrick Wauer as the coach. Yeah. They Maybe, beat yeah. Toronto the other day. All right. Let's move on to uh, some – I was going to come to you, Roger, right now on a baseball report. Do you have anything? You want to add something to the hockey? What? No, it was just – it just came out. We were talking about Ananobi. He just had uh, elbow surgeries at least three weeks on the Knicks. Oh, really? Well, yeah, it just, just came out. Oh, okay. Three weeks. Three weeks at least. Yeah. So you went at least. For, at least. Sound, sounds like a report the Yankees used to have on Aaron Hicks, day to day, and then the guy winds up surgery, misses months. <laughs> That's right. All right, Roger. A baseball report? Anything? Yeah. Um, did we talk about anything last week? Baseball, Mark? I think you said we did, no. A little right? bit. A little bit. A little bit with the Orioles uh, sale mentioned, or? Yeah, I think so. I think sounds you mentioned like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then we'll get into last weekend. Okay. Uh, big thing, obviously, the Orioles uh, traded for Corbin Burns uh, right. from the Brewers for infield to Joey Ortiz, left-handed pitcher D.L. Hall, and the number 34th pick in this year's draft. Um, 
I believe he's a free agent after this year. I mean, he's he's set to earn about fifteen point six million this year, so a little bit of risk for the Orioles. But this, you know, this is a real prime time pitcher, and I know uh, Howie had raised uh, some concerns in the in the uh, the text about this. You know, how come the Mets and the Yankees didn't make any uh, push for this guy? I mean, this is his all six year career with Milwaukee. I mean, he was three thirty nine ERA this past year. His, his WHIP was a little over one. Over 200 strikeouts for you know just under 200 innings pitched. I mean, it's a real seems like a real workhorse kind of guy. So uh, I have to see about that. Orioles look serious. I mean, they're coming off a 101 win season, so uh, that's that's a that's a big chip there. That's that's a real you know seemingly dominant dominant pitcher. Yeah, yeah. And Orioles usually you know kind of asleep at the wheel, but uh, you know the, the young players really came of age last year. So yeah. uh, so we'll see. Um, Plus the money there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Cardinals, uh, one year, six million deal with this K9 uh, Middleton, uh, club option 2025. He split the season between the White Sox and the Yankees. He actually pitched pretty well with the Yankees after the trading deadline. A 188 ERA, his whip was under one, and he had 17 strikeouts and 12 appearances. He's, he's about 30. Again, these fringe type, uh, you know, relievers seem to be popular. Uh, the one thing I, uh, I noted that Theo Epstein is returning to the Red Sox as a part owner, kind of senior advisor. So I don't know if that's a good luck charm or something. He had two World Series there when he was uh, the GM, uh, you know, in uh, between 2001 and 2011. And obviously the World Series with the Cubs in 2016. So that's a, you know, a good uh, brainy guy there. Um, Dodgers re-signed right-hand pitcher Ryan Brazier, two-year, nine million deal. I mean, he's 36. Um, the Royals, the big one there. They uh, thankfully, these teams are keeping their good players. Signed Bobby Witt Jr. to 11 year, $288.7 million extension. He's all of 23 years old. I'm shocked that he he, he did that. He can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah but I guess he's, he's likes how he's been treated yeah, and yeah, maybe. comfortable there. I mean, right. Hopefully, they'll, you know, we've had this conversation about baseball. Unlike football, the TV money is not divided equally. Among the teams, which is you know a big, mm. a big issue, but um, you know we'll we'll see. Football there was a lot of parity this year. You know, well, most teams were in the running for playoff spots. Mm. Baseball, you know, it kind of shakes out pretty early. Um, he had two seventy six last year, thirty homers, ninety seven runs scored, ninety six RBIs, and he stole forty nine bases. So it's a real deal. Three years old. <laughs> Twenty three. What a career! What a year! What a career! What a career. Yeah, uh, Dodgers are bringing back uh, Clayton Kershaw for 2024 season, player option for 2025. They did not release the uh, the details for the salary. Yeah. Um, he's been with him his whole 16-year career. Hall I mean, of Fame, the first ballot. Yeah, he's 36. Yeah. I mean, he's been injury-prone, three-time Cy Young Award winner. And his statistics were good last year, 13-5, and five, 246 ERA, whip just over one, 137 strikeouts, and, you know, just a – few less innings than that he's not coming back to the middle of the year he's still on uh, he has shoulder surgery yeah yeah when he's healthy he's dominant and uh, joe obviously alluded to the astros signing uh altuve five-year 125 million extension he's 33 and he gets a 15 million signing bonus so the astros know when to lock in their guys i mean he's a a key guy probably another hall of famer as well Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i got mark yeah all right uh the free agents remaining blake blake snell He's still out there. Buddy Bellinger, Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, J.D. Martinez, Jorge Soler, Tim Anderson, Brandon Woodruff, and and the pitches and catches. Two weeks? 
a little week, maybe. Are some of them working out right now before the time. February 12th. Catches February 12th. Yeah, I know. Wayne, what do you have on the yeah, add to Roger, that? On the, on the Corbin, on the Burns trade, did you say that they gave a draft picked up? Uh, yeah, the 34th pick in this year's draft. Yeah. I, I, I could be mistaken. It certainly won't be the last time or the first time. Uh, I thought you couldn't trade baseball yeah. draft picks. Wayne, they, they changed it. This is one of those compensation picks. Oh, okay. No, can or, can or you they, trade a draft yeah. pick? I don't know if you can trade the regular pick, but if it's a compensation pick or something, that I noticed I that. See. Okay, I didn't think they could trade one. Good point. Okay. And uh, Adrian Beltre is going in the Hall of Fame as a Texas Ranger. I thought that was a uh, interesting thing. And Jim Leland is going to wear a blank cap. Since he led the Marlins, and then he was a Pittsburgh Pirate, Pirate manager, and Colorado Rocky, and eight years with Detroit Tigers, success wherever he went. Yeah, line cap makes sense. Give him one of your hats, Mark. Yeah, I could give him one of my hats. The only soccer <laughs> news I have is that the, the, the MetLife is getting the World Cup final, which I thought was fantastic. They have to pull up some seats in, in the MetLife Stadium to make the field wide enough for a soccer field and they have to pull the uh, artificial turf out and put real grass in and so someone suggested this is in 2026 why don't they do it now exactly <laughs> for the injuries that have happened with the turf i don't know yeah good question hey bowling <laughs> come to you now i want to hear you okay well this past sunday the uh, professional bowlers association held its u.s open uh, there were five finalists uh, five plays four, the winner of that plays three, winner of that plays two, and the, and the winner of that plays a final match. It probably was the best field that uh, I've ever seen. And I've been watching bowling for uh, a year, <laughs> many, many years. Um, what was interesting was the lane conditions. Oil, the oil was the furthest down for any tournament, and it showed because, uh, for example, the next to last match, this fellow, Jason Belmonte, who I think is the best bowler in the world right now, uh, bowled a 157. <laughs> and, and, in, and in the final match, uh, this fellow, Anthony Simelson, who was probably in the top three, second or third, bowled a 181. Professionals. And so, you know, people think it's easy sometimes, but you can make it so it's really difficult, even for a professional bowler. The oil does that, right? The like, fellow who won, his name was Kyle Troop. He's very colorful, wears all these colorful uh, outfits. He has an a, a big afro, and he's known as the uh, pro with the fro. <laughs> the pro guy. The pro pro. And, he, and, he's, and he's in the top five also. Uh, yeah. and, uh, Isn't it amazing? When we were kids, we, we could roll off 10 professional bowlers automatically and uh, today i don't know who the hell you were talking about <laughs> but uh, the, the two you. best bowlers i was talking about who bowled lousy games used two hands to bowl oh the two-hand bowling yeah i see yeah. <laughs> i should All try right. that one time if i ever go bowling again oh my god oh, chris, that, that. bring back chris shankle bowling <laughs> 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 the games Billy oh, oh, okay that <laughs> Thank you for that I just, uh, update. I just thought the fact that uh, they had such low games might be it was interesting. Interesting is right. And just one more tennis note uh, I have here: Chris Everett and Martina Navratilova. Yes, they're still alive. Uh, are calling for the World Tennis Tour. 
to stay out of Saudi Arabia. Good. With all the uh, discrimination going on there, women's rights, homosexuality, they're calling it taboo, and all the women's rights, and 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 the and they're holding the WTA finals there, and they said they should not be holding it there. So good for them speaking out. Mm-hmm. All right, Gerald. Then we got a trivia. Roger, I just wanted to say, as great as Clayton Kershaw has been, and and he's an obvious Hall of Famer. His postseason play has not been that good. Correct. Yeah, it's been abysmal to say he's, the least. He's thirteen and thirteen in the postseason with a four point four ERA. Right. That's there are mixed feelings no, about right. him. That's what I noticed. Four point four is pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Not just one World Series. They've been great. One World Series, and and they had it during the uh, the shortened season. Season, yeah. yeah. All right, that's got a trivia for about ten minutes only today. Uh, let's see if we can stump the panel. And Fred, why don't you go first? Okay. This Super Bowl this Sunday between San Francisco and Kansas City will be the eighth time that two that a Super Bowl two teams have played at least more than once. Name the seven other matchups that have been at least twi- twice in the Super Bowl. Giants against Giant the Patriots. That's one. That's one. One. Uh, Pittsburgh and Dallas. That's two. That sounds good. Yeah. 49ers Bengals. That's three. Good. Good one. How many? There are eight? Set, no, this will be eight. There are seven others besides this Sunday. So we got three out of the f- seven? Yep. Dallas and Denver. Or Denver? No. No Denver? Once? No. Only one time. Wait. <laughs> Fred, oh, can Denver. we eliminate the Jets from this? <laughs> yes. Quickly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, who else? Is Dallas in more than one? I mean, Dallas. Yes, there else? is another one with Dallas. Two more with New England, and one by New England. Wait, New England and the Rams. That's right, New England and the Rams. Oh, good one. Wow. One more, one more New England. What's the second one, Dallas? Dallas and uh, uh, Baltimore, maybe? No. 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 England Dallas and, and Pittsburgh, we said. Mm-hmm. Dallas and New England and Green Bay? No. Oakland? No. 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 Green Bay. No. Is Oakland one of the teams? No. no. I don't know. New England. Uh, Why don't you tell us for the sake? Wait, wait. wait, 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 wait Dal- Dallas and Buffalo. Ah. Buffalo. New England and Philadelphia. Philadelphia twice. Okay. And Washington, Miami. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's Good right. Pressure. All right, you stumped yeah, yeah. us. We got in here three out of the seven. Anybody else? Question. Look, you'd be sitting there like I got one here. There are eight former Major League Baseball stadiums, former Major League stadiums that are yeah. still standing. Can you name the eight? They're still standing. Still standing, but they former. They don't play anymore. They don't use them. They're sitting there. Astrodome um, still standing. Astrodome is one. Oh, really? Oh, old Yankee Stadium, across no. the street. No, it's gone. Gone. The Detroit Stadium. I can't hear. What? Detroit. Detroit. Nothing in Detroit. How about Forbes. Fulton County Stadium? Yeah. Don't have that. Forbes Field. <laughs> no, it's gone. 
Candlestick Park. How about the mistake by the Lakers? Isn't Candlestick Park on? It's it's still open there. Veterans. Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. There's one in in, the... Well, the RFK Stadium is still up, right? I said it twice. Oh, I'm sorry. My my ears are hurting. (laughs) Third time's the time. Yeah. (laughs) I got to yell louder. Where did the Dodgers play when they first went to L.A.? Oh, L.A. Coliseum. Coliseum. Where did the Rangers play when they first got there? Well, maybe they built the city for them. Dallas. The ballpark in Arlington. Arlington. Anybody else? How about uh, Seal Stadium in San Francisco? Nope. That was torn down. I'll give you the rest because I'm not going to talk about, to you. How about Everyone. Miami, the Orange Bowl? Or Joe Bowl. Robbie Stadium. Joe, Rob, Joe Robbie Stadium. Yeah, that's wow. still, still up. Uh, and I have the Olympic Stadium. Is that in Montreal? In Montreal? Oh, yeah. 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 No and team Jerry there. Park. Is still up. Montreal also. And I think Turner Field is still up. Okay. Oh, yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's all I have. Very good. Next question, anybody? Yeah, I think you'll get this one, but who was the first college player in Division One men's basketball to score 3,000 points? Uh, Jabbar. No. Newell Cinder. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe Elton you guys Hayes. noticed. Arabic? No. Hey. I'll give Bob you a hint. I'll Bob give you Pettit. a hint. His name has been mentioned at least once on on today's podcast. Elvin Hayes. Elgin Baylor. His name was mentioned twice on today's podcast. Really? Yeah. Once Western by you. Elvin once, Hayes, no? once by you. Once by Wayne. Wayne. Who is it? Pete Maravich. Oh, the Pete Maravich. Oh. Uh, <laughs> said the Shame on us. Shame on us. Anybody else got a question? Turn up my microphone. I keep saying stuff. I'm sorry. You got you to gotta speak uh, up. You keep freezing uh, anyway. Maybe you said it and you froze. I did say it. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams that the Mets have an all-time winning record against. Can you name as many as you can? All Montreal, time. Montreal Expos. Not on the list. San Diego Padres. San Diego Padres. Not on the list. Minnesota Twins. Phillies. Minnesota Twins. Zero. No. No. Marlins. No. Miami Marlins. Marlins is one. Thank you. Marlins. They have an all-time record against the Marlins. That's one. California Angels. Not on the list. Oakland A's. Oakland A's is on the list. Okay. Seattle. Seattle Mariners is not on the list. Baltimore Orioles. Is on the list. That's three. Oh, that's three. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Rays is not on the no. list. Cleveland Indians. Huh? Cleveland Indians or Guardians. Not on the list. New York Yankees. On the list. Oh. All right, we'll go. It's the Brewers, Cincinnati the Reds. Rockies, the Diamondbacks, the I mean, Twins. Did someone say that? The Rangers and the Blues. I said Kings. the Twins, yeah. Well, maybe but, you did. But, by the way, did you see the Brewers sign Gary Sanchez? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. oh God, really? Next question. Mike, you got a question? I have one. It's a, let, me, let me give you it this you way. four or five uh, minutes left. Justin, what, what is Justin Pedroia, Ryan Howard, Cal Ripken, and Chris Bryant? All have in common. 
Came up the same year. <clears throat> no. No. Oh, no. Cal Ripken, you said. Oh, played third base. Oh. One time or another. Ryan Hart played first. Well, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you half of the answer. Half the answer they were all rookies of the year. What's the second part of that? Hmm. And MVPs? Right. So that's oh, right. Uh, second year they all became MVPs. Yeah. How about this one? There's one, two, three, four, five, six. I believe six. Sports teams with their city and their name are CB. CB. Columbus Blue Jackets. Is one. Uh, Browns. Browns is right. Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati Bengals. Right. Cincinnati Bengals. Blackhawks. 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 Yeah. Two more. Bears. Bears. I said Bears. Yes. And the keeping with the same city as the Bears. Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Right. 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 You got them all. That was easy question. Because you're all experts. <laughs> Few more questions. I'm looking at the clock here. They're gonna throw us off soon. All right, Michael. 1949. Who were the two Yankee announcers? 49. Kirk Gowdy. Oh, Kirk Gowdy's one. They wow. got it. Hold on. Hold on. Kirk Gowdy. Mel Allen. Mel Allen. Back. There. Remember was, those days when they did TV, uh, then they went to the radio booth, yeah. and they came back? Yeah, yeah, remembering those things. Jerry Coleman. Nah, I think yeah. he was still playing. He was playing. He was still playing. playing. There's only one big four sports team. A big four means baseball, football, basketball, mm -hmm. hockey. There's only one big four sports team. With with four different vowels. <laughs> well, you're asking good questions. Yeah. And their first name, but a nickname. Their nickname. It's hockey. I'll give you a hockey. So one right. hockey team has four different vowels. A E I O U. That's the most out of all the teams. A E I O U. Montreal, no. Let the Oilers. That's three. It's on the on the East Coast. <laughs> well, it's ruins. It's in Middle America. <laughs> Blue Jackets. Middle, Middle East Coast. What do you call that? No. Atlantic. Atlantic. Midwest. Midwest. No, no. It's on the East Coast. Middle Atlantic. Atlantic. Mid Atlantic. That's it. Thank you. But what's what's the Middle Atlantic hockey team? Capitals. Penguins. Penguins. Hurricanes. <laughs> hurricanes. The hurricanes. Oh. There's it's a U, there's an I, there's an A, and there's an E. <laughs> I thought you'd be interested in that. All right, two more questions, then we gotta say goodbye. All right, uh Michael. Michael. All right. Uh announcers famous calls. Like Mel Allen, when there's a great play, he'll go, How about, about that? that? Jerry right. Coleman will go, woo-wee. Bob Murphy will go, whoa. Who will the go, game. Holy cow. What would Red Barber say when there's a spectacular play? I remember his. Oh, doctor. Oh, doctor. Oh, doctor. Oh, doctor. He said that, yeah? Yes, yes. Oh, doctor. That told me that. Yep. Anybody else? All right, I got one then. That's it. There are four teams in the big four sports 
who's named after bears, B-E-A-R-S. It not Boston. necessarily has to be bears because we Boston have the Chicago bear. The Boston oh. Bruins. Oh, very good. Two more. Chicago Cubs. Chicago Cubs. And the last one is? Grizzlies. Lions. The Memphis Grizzlies. Guys, have a great – enjoy the Super Bowl. Milton has a song for yeah. us. But, Bye. guys, have a great week. And we'll see you all next week. Back in my base. 200. And we'll report on Super Bowl next week. Like all right, Milton, Milton take us away. This song – Bobby Vinton had it 10 years later, but I'm going to play you the original. This is the original song. Bobby Vinton did it 10 years later. This is a better version. Name the singer. He had 10 songs. Forget me ever. Oh, just great song. Never heard it. I don't know the other side of it. Please don't stop loving me. Anybody know? You in my dreams, nightly. Oh. I also sang all, it's all in the game. Big hit, number one. Oh, wow. Tommy Edwards. Tommy Edwards. Great song. Johnny Edwards? Tommy, Johnny Ed Tommy Edwards. Edwards. Tommy Edwards. Tommy Edwards. This was yes. a big hit. And Milton. Milton. That's why we played Trying to hit a song. Number one. I love this like music. I don't think I'd buy it. <laughs> All right. It's a slow dancing, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So All right, guys. Now. Have a great week. I'll, I'll have Bye. two more next Take week. Take care, Take care, everybody. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for coming this week. Be good. Take care, Dave. Okay. See you next week. Bye, bye, guys. See you guys bye. next week.